Go wild with Nation Gear's end of regular season merch madness sale. Nation Gear is offering our favorite fans 20% off all regular season merch. And we're going to give you free shipping on any orders over $200. Stock up your closet for the playoffs. Rep your team and grab that merch you've been eyeing up all season long. Don't wait. This sale only lasts from April 1st until April 7th. Shop the sale at nationgear.ca. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the second episode ever of whatever this is. We are still working on a name. Let's go with ball cap today for specifically <laughs> this episode. Uh, today, folks, we're going to be looking at 12 MLB players, and let's face it, guys, most of them stars who are not going to be returning to their respective 2022 ball club. These guys could be in different uniforms come this season. So we got a lot of interesting names, a lot of stuff to talk about and break down. I'm your host, Nicholas Playlog. I'm your host, Adam Peddle, and welcome. We also got Jimmy over here from Ball Cap Sports. Welcome, man, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. What's up, dude? I'm your co-co-co-host, Jim Riley. What's going on? Let's do this, boys. Let's yeah. do it, guys. Let's get Let's right get into, into it. it. So uh, I'm going to start off right here. And uh, Yankee fans, you're not going to like this one at all. I mean, it's not Aaron Judge, so at least it's not that. Okay. But I got to start off here with Anthony Rizzo. I think this guy is not going to be returning back to the Yankees this year. There's already been some speculation from The Athletic mm-hmm. coming out with a report saying that Anthony Rizzo is going to decline his $16 million uh, contract. Mm-hmm. And look, for the Yankees too, look. Anthony Rizzo is a big, big part of that offense, mm-hmm. like, other than Aaron Judge. Like, they would love to have him back. They would try to do anything to get him back. But is it really in New York's best interest to get back a 33-year-old veteran who's going to try and get paid for the final time in his career? This is probably it for him. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to try and get a little bit younger on the free agent market and with their own prospects coming up. So I think they're going to let Anthony Rizzo walk. There's no reason to keep, like, pounding in the old, like, $20 million plus a year average junior value for guys that are aging so Anthony Rizzo he's probably gonna walk and I personally think he's got a good spot on the Giants I think he's got a good spot over there little prediction coming in there yeah I mean prediction I I like uh I just I honestly the way I look at it is is New York Yankees offseason it's Aaron Judge baby and like that's priority one and like all of the priorities fall after that so Anthony Rizzo is like a very like number two option for their thoughts Jimmy I'm with you. I agree 100%. I think that they that worked out last year for them because they didn't have to lock into a long-term thing. And Anthony Rizzo just 
earned himself a three to four year contract. And I don't think that fits with the New York Yankees. They could go and look at somebody like Jose Abreu, who's a little bit mm-hmm. older. Totally. So, so they could get into a short-term contract, one or two years with Abreu, or they could go with a player that's a little bit younger, like Josh Bell. So even if they lose Rizzo, it's not the end of the world, but I, I think I'm with you on Rizzo heading out. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I like Josh Bell a lot, yeah, actually. I do. Yeah, he's well, uniform. That's, that's spoiler, a good Spoiler, a little later. We might talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. Uh, second player on this list, guys, still in the AL East. Let's keep it there. Boston fans, you're not going to like this one. Xander Bogarts, he is right on out of there, guys. My opinion, this guy sees the writing on the wall, you know, like Boston right now. I don't know if they're headed in the right direction here, folks. And I don't even know if Xander Bogarts is necessarily Boston's number one priority. Raphael Devers, he is en route to getting the fattest of paydays. And, like, that is a guy that they just absolutely need to keep around. He is the foundation in the core of that team. And as much as they love Xander Bogarts, do they really want to pay him, like, $30 million a year with Raphael Devers coming up? I'm not so sure, and especially after literally last offseason, you went out and signed one of the biggest shortstops in Trevor Story. So I just, I don't see this happening for Bogarts and Boston anymore. I think Bogarts, he wants to go to a winning franchise. He won a World Series back in the day. He wants to do it again. Um, I think that, I think they got to prioritize Devers. I, I'm going to agree with you on that. Plus, $20 million average annual value. I, it takes not a genius to see that shortstops are getting paid way more for oh, what he's putting yeah. up. So yeah. it's a clear no-brainer. He's gone. What do you think, Jimmy? I, yeah, I, I think that there's a very good – I think – I would say there's a 40% chance that he's back. I think it leads – Okay. I think it leads – It's a little pushback. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll say this. The Red Sox did, like you said. They went out, they signed his replacement last year in Trevor mm-hmm. Story. And they've got Kike Hernandez. They've got Christian Arroyo, two players that can go to second and, and, and give you some good baseball at, at that spot. So I think that there's a very real chance for everything you outline. The money, the focus on Devers, even though they, they're messing that. I mean, it's almost the, 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 the proof is in the proverbial pudding that <laughs> – you are seeing how they have continued to mess up Devers. They've done it with Bogarts. They're, they're running out of time with Bogarts. They still have time yeah. with Rafael Devers, but you're seeing how they keep met. They're $100 million short on Devers, and they're short on Bogarts. What is to lead a Red Sox fan to have any hope that they can get the deal done? Um, mm. Maybe they, you know, there's a, there's a lightning strike, and they find a way they wake up one morning and they're like oh my god we have to bring this player back we have to bring both of these players back or we are doomed so let's go get them uh, they'll have the money the red sox have the money so they should do it the question is will they and that's why i lean this more towards him him leaving yeah i agree, no, I, I agree with a lot of that logic dude and honestly like kind of questioning like after you were talking about that questioning a little bit of the red sox management there so mm, yep. i mean a little bit of uh, a little bit of maybe later podcast coming down the line there if, uh, if they screw this one up too oh yeah yes definitely anybody that hasn't yet make sure to subscribe to both of us hit the alerts for both of us because i have a feeling we'll be talking about that and if oh, yeah. you yeah. want to be around for that you got to hit that sub you got to hit that alert turn all that on um, all right, I'm going to stay in the American League East with my first one, and I'm going to stay with the Boston Red Sox, but this one actually makes sense. 
This mm -hmm. one, this player they need to let walk it is J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez is getting up there in age. The power dropped off this year. He's still a doubles machine, but that's the next thing to go. All right, you saw the power drop this year. You can see the doubles drop next year. It is the right thing to do. Bogarts would be wrong. J.D. Martinez, in my opinion, would be the right thing to do to let him go. Plus, now they've got a situation where you got Cassis and you've got Dahlbeck. And mm -hmm. one of them needs to play first. One of them needs to DH. I don't buy Bobby Dahlbeck being, playing third base or anything like that. I think they need to get a third baseman to play third base. Sorry, Bobby Dahlbeck's first baseman playing third base. Yeah. They need a third baseman playing third base. So I would say that letting J.D. Martinez walks opens up a spot to where maybe Bobby Dahlbeck would do better if he could just go into the dugout after his at-bat, watch the film, do all of mm -hmm. that, and then come yeah. back up again because it ain't working when he goes out into the field. So yeah. maybe that would actually work for him. So I'm going to go J.D. Martinez walking away from Boston. That's I honestly agree. a great point, too. Like, I never even thought about the Bobby Dalbeck implications of it. Like, I was just kind of thinking more on the lines of, like, he's getting up there in age. Like, if you really do want to go out and get Devers, and especially if you are trying to make a play for Bogarts, like, getting back J.D. Martinez as well, that just does not seem reasonable to me. No. Uh, but you're so right. Like, maybe even getting rid of him will help the other players that you have around you. You know, like that, mm -hmm. that's not an angle that I thought of. So, like, oh, honestly, I like, like good one, good one. I dude. like that one, Jimmy. All right, I got another one for you guys. Now, this guy, you know, he got absolutely paid last year, and it's mm -hmm. Carlos Correa. I don't think he's going to return back to Minnesota Twins. He had his whole career in Houston. He was an absolute winner. Then he goes over to Minnesota, and he's a loser. They had a sub-500 record. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want that. This guy wants to get paid even more, which is crazy to say, boys, because mm. he literally has an option for two more years with $35 million a year. Mm. I don't know how much more he plans on getting paid, but he, it's clear he wants to get paid, and he wants to be on a winning team. Now, there's some winning teams that have an opportunity for him, and one team in particular is the LA Dodgers. Trey Turner might be leaving. I don't know if you boys have that for your guys he might be leaving they might need a replacement Carlos Correa I don't know if his strategy is I'm gonna go play a bunch of uh, short-term deals with a high amount of money with some player opt-outs maybe I paid a little bit more he had a good season this year so we'll see what he can get offered but uh, LA Dodgers might not be a bad place if they forget about the cheating right I mean I'm kind of like I think this is this is the first one to me where I'm like I'm not so sure about this I could see him sticking around for that 35 mil. I, like, I'm not sure. Like, Because you're right. It's like, how much more is he actually going to get paid? And, like, I, I was always so skeptical. I was like, well, why did he sign that goddamn thing in the first place? You know, like, why did he actually do that he, if he's well, he going to opt it after one year? He literally his, did it to do that. His, put up a decent year. Not an incredible yeah. year by any stand. Like, a good year. A good year for sure for Carlos Correa. But, no, he's just trying to get paid even more. And who knows? I don't think it's going to be with uh, Minnesota, guys. His his market never materialized during the offseason. He was getting offers from Detroit. He's getting offers from Houston. But it was not the $300 million variety. The, the, the 10 years at $33, $34 million, which he was looking for. So he took the AAV with Minnesota. It was It was, I mean... Looking back, it was a genius move because let's say he got hurt this year because he, that's happened. Half of his career, he has spent significant time on the IL in, in, in a season. So a very genius move because if he only played half the year, 
his market wouldn't be there, he could opt in for that second player option and go and, 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 and try to get it back. So that wasn't a bad call by Correa to do that. So I, I, this kind of all sort of boiled in. If, if he was going to play the full year and not get hurt and he was going to put up a good season, he was going to opt out and try to try to get that magic that he didn't have last year where it was the 10 years, 300 million. That's what he wants. But but here's okay, so here's my question to you then to both of you guys. You got Trey Turner yeah. on you got Trey Turner on the free agency right now. You also got Xander Bogarts who we're talking about right now. Yeah. You know, is is the market going to be better for no. as you're putting it an injury riddled no. Carlos Correa no, like it's, yeah. absolutely, it's absolutely not. Yeah, like, who knows, right? I mean, hey, Carlos is still 28 years old. He's got lots of length left. Definitely a little bit better in terms of teams who are looking to lock up, like, a franchise cornerstone shortstop, right? Mm. Over Xander Bogarts. No disrespect to Xander Bogarts, but got a little bit younger on the age there. So who knows? I mean, there's a lot of teams that need it. I got L.A. here. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series right now. Mm. They could need a shortstop for sure. And who knows? Those Angels, they got to win now with that short-term Otani contract, so they might go make a move as well. The uh, the situation is, how do you build a robust market when you don't have New York and L.A.? Because I mm-hmm. don't I don't think that he could have ever a chance to go to the Dodgers because of the 2017 cheating scandal. Because there's yeah. still players from that team in that clubhouse. Let alone forget the fans that are going to be thrown off. Why, if you're the Dodgers, would you go the Carlos Correa route if, like you were just saying, all of those shortstops are still available or you could make a trade? Maybe you could, maybe there is a end game uh, blockbuster trade between the Dodgers and the Blue Jays. And Bo Bichette goes to LA and the Toronto Blue Jays get, I don't know, uh, Tony Gonzalez and a top prospect. Holy crap. So I'm just, why would you, if you were the Dodgers, potentially upset your clubhouse? definitely upset your fan base with Carlos Correa when there's a, a ton of other options that there's are a lot out of there. options available yeah, so I, you know I, I think so so then how do you build your market if you're Carlos Correa that's the fascinating element because he can't go to the Yankees and by association I don't think he can go to the Mets uh, I think you rule out the Dodgers and I think you rule out the Angels again the Angels by association they, they share the market with the Dodgers so there's just too there's too much negativity around Carlos Correa for I think franchises in either of those markets to touch so because of that i think you're out so i think you're 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 leaning on chicago and you're leaning on smoke and mirrors by scott boris to try to pull dodgers and yankees rumors in float those out there it's the carlos correa looming free agency like it was last year will be fascinating yet again mm-hmm. this offseason i can agree mm. i can agree interesting stuff there boys uh second one from here here everybody uh blue jays fans i don't know how you're gonna feel about this one this is a little bit of an interesting one here because he's not actually a free agent there is no opt-out there's no anything like that but i still think he's going somewhere else and that guy is lourdes guriel jr now this pains me to say it hurts me to say he's actually he is one of my favorite players i mean like that is definitely well documented on our show on our podcast like i love this dude to bits (laughs) but the way that i see it here gentlemen he's got one year left he has been in trade conversations for as long as we've been doing this show like literally his name always gets thrown around there he's a quality bat He's a, uh, I mean, he's got a cannon of an arm out there in left field. He's a dude that's got, like, good contact, good on base. He's just a guy that you want to have in your lineup. And he's not going to cost you 
$20 million either. Like, he's relatively cheap. He's up after this year. Teoscar Hernandez is up after this year for the Toronto Blue Jays. I feel like Toronto, they have to pick one of these guys. Yeah. It feels to me that they prioritize, that they like Teoscar Hernandez a little bit more than him. So, in that being said, I feel like Lotus Gurriel Jr., he is going to go, and it's probably going to be for a starting pitcher at some point. Yeah, I feel like a good a good ball club, a good contending ball club that need, that is like kind of on the brink of cap space would, would enjoy a, a Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Even just for a one year, I think that'd be not a bad option. I'm with you on that. This, this team needs to get – I know that a lot of talented bats there, but they're all right-handed. I, I, they need a lefty bat, and to, to get a lefty bat – you got to send somebody out because there's no with how the catching position developed this year with Kirk and Jansen, you, you kind of mm-hmm. want both of them in there. DH spot's gone, uh, so you need to have uh, you need to find another spot where you can grab uh, get a lefty bat in there. And to do that, you trade Guriel for a pitching upgrade, and then you find a lefty bat on the free agent market. Go trade Lourdes Guriel to the Dodgers for Dustin May and sign Jock, sign Jock Peterson like. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that's not crazy. I, I think that that is not crazy. Maybe, 100%. Uh, you know, I mean, Dustin Bay hasn't proven himself yet, has, still has a really high ceiling. Lourdes Gurriel might be starting to get to the point where you're seeing his ceiling and you're seeing where he is. Um, I, I Actually, that just came off the top of my head. I love that. Yeah, I know. I love it. I love Maybe we idea. tack on, like, something else, a little prospect, and, uh, and let's make it happen. Yeah. yeah. All right. Who's what do we got, Jimmy? Am I? Ne- I'm next. Yes, I am. I'm gonna go. We're talking pitching. We just, you know, I'm gonna say my next was Carlos Rodon. I do not think he ends up back in San Francisco. I believe that the Giants will look for pitching, sort of how they did last year, in a in a bargain fashion. Not that they're gonna be shopping in the bargain bin, but they're gonna mm. be looking for good pitching. At a reasonable price. That's what Carlos Rodon really was last year. Carlos Rodon yeah. was the short-term deal. It was it was a high dollar amount, but it wasn't for a long term. I think they'll be looking to strike lightning there. There's my second lightning strike reference. Yeah. <laughs> Can we build in this one? But I think they'll be looking to do that again with another pitcher. And now Rodon is the third best pitcher on the market. Last year, he was like the eighth or ninth because mm-hmm. of the injury history, the injury worries. So he's going to get paid big time. He's going to get a you know four or five-year deal. I don't think San Francisco wants to go there. And because of that, I think he's gone. The Rangers are going to be really aggressive for starting pitching. We know that they're going to go after DeGrom. They're probably going to go after Chris Bassett and Taiwan Walker and Justin yep. Verlander and on and on. Mm-hmm. Carlos Jordan, I don't know why, just feels like a fit with the Rangers to me. But I definitely I think that he's not going to be back with the Giants. No, I hear that. I, I, I like that Rangers take. I've, I've been actually pretty high on the Rangers making going out and making some big splashes. We've seen it mm-hmm. last year. And, like, if that's it for them, I don't think – like, what's the purpose of bringing in those yeah, two cornerstone middle infielders? Do you know what I mean? They should go out there and basically do with pitching what they did on offense last year. Yeah. Right? yeah. Go yeah. get two go big crazy. stars. Go get Kershaw and Rodon. Go get Rodon and – Resign Martin Perez, but but on top of that, 
add like Chris Bassett or something like oh, that. Yeah. Now well, I'm looking at them a lot different. Yes. Hundred percent. A lot. Hundred percent. And, and I mean, yep. especially too, like there's obviously all that looming conversation there with the Aaron Judge. Like, do, is if San Francisco Giants, if they're actually going to be in that conversation for Aaron Judge, then once again, similar with the Yankees and Anthony Rizzo, that's your top priority. Yeah. That's you know the the, fir- the phone calls are going there first. They probably the you know how can you sign anybody else? you know, until he signed, right? So it's like once he right. gets signed, the dominoes will fall. And if they are in the conversation for him, like for real, like all of us seem to think that they are, mm-hmm. then I, I just don't see how Carlos Rodon's possibility. I like what you're saying there, like kind of bargaining yep. with the, the, the starting mm-hmm. pitchers. And anybody that doesn't think that there's any weight to that, look what happened with Freddie Freeman last year. The Blue Jays were waiting. The Yankees mm-hmm. were waiting. The, the Braves were waiting. And days went by, and then eventually teams were like, okay, I can't wait anymore. But there was a waiting period to see yeah. if we were going to be the team that got Freddie Freeman. And then once the Blue, you, you saw the flurry of moves. Yankees went Rizzo, Blue Jays went Chapman, um, Braves went Matt Olson. You saw mm-hmm. all those moves. Once the I can't wait anymore period passed, you saw those moves. You'll see it with Judge definitely. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. All right, I got another move right here. This one's coming out of the NL East. This one's a bit hot because when I looked it up online, there was a lot of talks of this man, Edwin Diaz, potentially returning back Mm. to the Mets. Look, he's a fan favorite there. We all saw him coming out of the bullpen. He had Mm -hmm. his music going. Absolutely loved it. Everyone loves him there. And why wouldn't you? 1.31 ERA. This guy's an absolute, as a laser of an arm. But here's the thing. He is by far one of the best bullpen guys that we have seen on the free agency market in quite some time. Yeah. And guess who needs bullpen? Everybody. Yep. Everybody needs bullpen. Any competitor, any competitive ball club needs bullpen arms. And the Mets, they have a bit of a cap issue. Cap, I say that in quotations. They are old, way, yep. way wow. over Here's the, the thing, legs. I mean, like, I don't know if they're ever going to have a cap no, issue no, with no. who the Mets are. Here's the thing. They're way, way, way over the luxury tax. It, it, they're just so far over it. And I guarantee that the bidding price on Edwin Diaz is going to keep going up. Everyone's going to be increasing the price over and over and over. It's going to get to a point where it makes no sense for the Mets to go, okay, I can't be spending $25 million on average to get Edwin Diaz back. And even though they cross, probably could. It's going to be a lot, so I, I don't think he's going to be a Met next year, boys. Yeah, I mean, like, we're going to see the Mets definitely get pushed to their limit here for sure. Um, I, Like, I still think it is possible just knowing who they are as an organization and who owns them. But, I mean, you're talking about, you know, somebody like the Texas Rangers here who are just willing to throw around dollars and cents. You know, if they're actually looking for a guy to lock it down in the ninth for sure, why don't you just throw $25 million at Edmund Diaz? You know, what? why don't you do that? And are the Mets willing to then pay that off as well, considering how much other money is getting spent and considering they also have Jacob deGrom. Like, well, what's going to happen there? Are we going to pay him 30 mm-hmm. $35, 40000000 million a year? Probably, right? And and so if you're in that conversation, can you also afford Edmund Diaz? We're really going to see how much money the Mets are totally willing to spend this offseason. They think. could be looking at something like 60 to $65 million between Diaz and deGrom. 100%. 100%. And you know Which what? Which is insanity. I think they're going to do it. I think that Diaz will be back. They can't um, keep doing this, Jimmy. <laughs> they can't. This is so so I will agree to disagree. So here's here's my feeling on the Diaz thing. It's all I mean you're all you, the the think the the thought process is logic what you've got there. It it is it's straight but this is Steve Cohen. He's going to go against all of the logic. 
and he's going to look at the situation and say, if we lose Diaz, who in the hell do we put in the closer role in this? They have nobody. They have. There are other teams that might uh, – let's see about the Yankees. I think the Yankees will be in the market for a closer. But they yeah. won't have the same drastic desire that the Mets have because they could just throw Clay Holmes in there or they could try Jonathan Lewisica. Like, they have options. The Mets don't. Some of the Mets' options are leaving, like Adam Adovino is going out. Um, so I think because of that, uh, a lack of options to fill in, the Mets will feel that sense of urgency. And I think I think from a, a player perspective, I think Diaz likes being there. I, I actually he think he, he does. likes it. Now, that doesn't always mean you're going to stay there, but it helps. Because if you were on the other side of the coin and he didn't like being there, then he's definitely gone. So it's it's a feather in your cap that Diaz like I, I think he likes it there. They have the extreme desire, and I almost think they will take the money. They will let somebody like and this might this is this is the blasphemy. I don't have him on my list, but if it comes down to it, if they have to make a decision between Brandon Nimmo and Edwin Diaz, I think they're stuck. Oh yeah, Nimmo Diaz. And I think that yeah. Nimmo walk Nimmo seven years a pro two times he's played a full season. So you've got to make the decision. And I think if they're like, okay, if we go, if we go up to that twenty five for Diaz, that means Nimmo's gone. Okay, fine. That means Nimmo's gone. They got to keep Diaz and Negrom. I think those are one one A one B priorities for the Mets this off season. I, I agree with you, dude. I mean, like, I still, I see what uh, what Adam is saying and, like, the argument where you're coming from. I just, I actually think that, like, the Mets are playing with fake money. Everybody else yeah. is playing, like, like we're, we're playing, like, the actual game and, like, they're just playing with, like, yeah. Monopoly money. It doesn't well, matter. In that regard, yeah. I mean, it, it does seem very logical. I'm still, I, I just would not be shocked to see him go to, Oh, I'd, I'd love know, to him to come here, bro. Come like, here. Come on right. over to Toronto God. Blue Jays, baby. We will here's take the, you. Here's the other thing. Um, the other closers are probably going to wait for Diaz to sign to set yeah. the market because that will set the market really high for mm-hmm. Kenley Jansen and David Roberts. David Roberts is probably going to be looking for a one-year deal. So he's going to yeah, look to totally. cap, max out, and the best he can do is if Edwin Diaz gets $28 million, then then David Robinson can say, well, then I'm good for 20 for one. You're going to get yeah, exactly. for one. So these other closers, uh, Jansen and Kimbrell, will be waiting to see what Diaz goes for so because of that, if you are one of those other teams, like the Rangers that might be looking for a closer or just anybody that's looking for a closer, half the league will be. If you're in on Diaz and it starts to get too pricey, you can fall back and say, well, we'll just we'll, we'll turn our focus to, to Robertson or, or Jansen or, or God help us, Kimbrell. But mm-hmm. we'll, there, there should be other options because I do think if these other closers are smart, Diaz will go first to set the market for them. Totally. Yeah, agreed. Speaking of setting the market, uh, my third guy here, I think he's going to do that. We're looking at Wilson Contreras, uh, Chicago Cub forever. Um, uh, Not anymore, boys. I just don't see it happening, man. Like, once again, like, I feel like Contreras, he wants to be in a winning ball club. And even though he absolutely loves Chicago, I'm sure of it. Like, the whole city loves him. Everybody loves him. I just think that... If they were going to sign him long-term, if they were going to get an extension done, 
I feel like it would have been done already, you know? It's like, why are we at free agency at this point? Like, if you were really going to be on our ball team for an extended period of time, we already would have locked you up. Yeah. It would have been done and dusted, and it's not. And that just says to me that either the management is not willing to give him the price that he deserves, or... He wants to go somewhere else. And Ooh. also, too, I mean, like, wasn't he, like, was he not, like, literally crying in his, like, few, like, final ABs or something? Like, he was a very emotional, you know, uh, like, yep. uh, or no, 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 yeah. was that, the, that was the trade. That was the trade. That's, yep. that, that's also a thing, too, because we've seen the Cubs over the, like, literally the last two years trade away all their, st car, like, star cornerstones mm. from that 2016 era, and they traded them away. They did the right thing, but they didn't. And that's what makes me wonder. They didn't trade away Wilson. Just throwing it out there in the universe, like, could that be a reason for them to then go, okay, we're not going to trade you because we actually love you and we love the, what you bring to the city of Chicago. We love what you bring to our fan base and we want to mm -hmm. kind of build a new team around you like, as a catcher. I, I absolutely like what you're saying and I think that narrative would have made sense right up until right now because that narrative would have made sense had the extension come. Mm -hmm. Had we seen that mm -hmm. extension happen and been like, okay, we're trading Chris Bryant, we're trading Anthony Rizzo, and then bam, Wilson Contreras five years six years you're on the squad forever but now that he's at free agency it's like you, you let you let him go you know you let him go what do you think jim i think it's a fascinating scenario because they will they will uh you know give him a qualifying offer which will then attach a draft pick compensation if he leaves so teams that could have a fit for him I don't think are willing to give up a draft pick for him. Uh, somebody like the Cardinals with uh, with Molina walking away. That would have been a great fit. And th that'd be the only way you'd get him from the Cubs would be if he left via free agency. But I don't think they're going to want to give up that uh, pick. And same thing with the Giants. It doesn't feel like a, 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 a very Giantsy thing to do because I, I think teams like this are in a, a spot where they value their prospects. So he could end up back just kind of because he gets screwed by the qualifying offer. Because otherwise, everything that you're saying about this lead, the buildup is true. It's it's 100%. Why, after they did not trade him, did they lock him up to a deal? I think they were asking for the moon in return at the trade deadline, and, and nobody was willing to part. It's hard to throw a, a new catcher into the equation as you're trying to make a, a pennant run. 100%, 100%. Right, have him start working with all these new pitchers. You just, it's 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 tough. Uh, Vasquez DH'd a ton with the Houston Astros. So that makes it tricky to, to deal him. I can understand that. But mm, I think he's going to end up, uh, then there's the Yankees. It's tough. Then, then there's the Yankees. I do nah, think, no. <laughs> there's a very good chance. I'm going to go. That I'm going to say it's 50-50. I think um, th there's a good chance that he ends up back kind of screwed by the qualifying offer. Or the Yankees just say F it. Maybe the Yankees struck out on Judge. Uh, Rizzo's gone. And they're like, we got to do, do it. We got to <laughs> give up the pick. It doesn't matter. We have to go get a bat. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, um, I, think, I think the only uh, way that, like, the reason that we differ there is, like, I truly believe like a team is willing to give up a pick for Contreras because he's that good, yeah. because he's that guy a catcher. But you're right, there is the potential that that screws him over. What ha what I think the problem is is the teams, and I, I may be forgetting somebody while we're talking here, but the teams that make the most sense, that have the cleanest fit, right, mm -hmm. the the least roadblocks to him getting the maximum playing time, therefore max maximizing the dollar that you're spending on him. 
those teams to me don't fit the profile of the teams that would be as willing to willy nilly just give up a pick for for a player. Uh, but then again, there's the Yankees, and, the, and I think the, the, the Yankees, Yankees, could, yeah. the Yankees could have the Yankees could have the need. It, it's going to be interesting to watch that one. Um, all right, I'm up next. I've got uh, my next one is Kenley Jansen. I think with the and this is an easy one. This probably doesn't come as a shock. They traded for Rizel Iglesias. Iglesias was lights out after he got to Atlanta. Kenley Jansen, there's already talk that he wouldn't rule out a return to L.A. Can't you just see it? It's sitting there. It's waiting for Kenley to go back to the Dodgers oh after the, the 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 whole Craig Kimbrell debacle. And he's, you know, Kimbrell's a free agent, so they have a need for a closer. Uh, Kenley was just there. Atlanta no longer has a need for the closer. It makes sense that Kenley Jansen is bye-bye in Atlanta, and I think the Dodgers are a prime landing spot. Honestly, no pushback for me no. at all. Like, yeah, like, that makes a lot yeah, of sense. Like You got it. Totally. Agreed. I agree with that, man. I agree with that. All right. Let's do a final round here. Yep. My last guy, and this kind of all ties together. My first guy was Anthony Rizzo. My last guy is Josh Bell. I don't think he's going to be a Padre this year. I think the plan was you're a rental. And if I'm Josh Bell, I'm 30 years old now. Man, this guy's had a really great career. Mm-hmm. Really great career of an of OPS of 810 in the, in the time he's been in the major leagues. And this guy's primed just to get paid. And mm-hmm. I really do believe, like we said earlier, the Yankees are going to be in on a first baseman after Rizzo walks. Because once Rizzo walks... Yankee fans, they're going to go crazy. They need to get a replacement. Mm -hmm. Well, turn back the clock about three more years and get someone like Josh Bell who's going to give you a little bit more longevity and he can fit in there right easily. But if he doesn't go to the Yankees, I guarantee someone's going to pay him real nice to be a lockdown guy. Giants are one of them. And hey, who knows? Maybe the Red Sox get a little bit crazy. I know we talked a little bit earlier. They have options, but... You never know. But Giants are also a legitimate option as well. I also think, too, like somebody like Josh Bell, he's just in such a good spot because he is a a very quality player, but he's not going to cost $300 million, which means that his options are relatively wide open. Like, I could see, I mean, like, I I like the teams that you threw out there, but I could also see, like, some weird-ass squads that, like, nobody's considering right now just, like, throwing their hat in the ring. Detroit, you know, sure. right. Maybe Maggie, he's on it's the end of like, his rope. Like some, some other squads being like, hey, you know what? Like Josh Bell is a quality player. He's not going to cost. A, he's not going to break the bank to get. We, he's, you know, we're going to pay him, but he's going to be a staple in our lineup for like five years to come. Let's just get him and, and lock him in there. And first base is good to go. You know, so I feel like I honestly think Josh Bell, he's going to have his pick of the litter with mm-hmm. what teams he wants to go to. And I don't know if it's going to be the Padres. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. The Josh Bell equation is exactly what the Yankees need to go and get if they want to beat the Houston Astros next year. Uh, When we're looking at swing and miss rate, it is 66 percentile. So he's above the league average. The the, uh, strikeout rate is 84th percentile. So it is getting close to among the elites. His walk rate, 93rd percentile. Mm -hmm. When you go up against the Astros, you have to be able to grind out at bats, get the pitch counts up, draw walks, foul pitches off, all of that. And Josh Bell does that. So Josh Bell is a great fit for the New York Yankees. Josh Bell will hit for average. Anthony Rizzo will give you power, but you know what? Be nice to have somebody on in front of Aaron Judge when Aaron Judge hits a home run or John Carlos Mm -hmm. hits a home run. I think Bell has a good chance to get on base. So I like Bell, and there's a lot of teams that can use a first baseman 
this offseason. So, Josh Bell, I'm with you on that. I think the Padres will probably make a go at bringing him back, but there's going to be a lot of teams that could use him. Yeah, yeah totally. And, and also to finish off that thought with the Yankees, switch hitter. Yep. Switch hitter. Yeah. Yankee Stadium, it'll be a lefty. Yep. It'll be great. Uh, speaking of the Yankees, I feel like they could 1,000% be in on my last dude. Sean Murphy, he's not going to be wearing an Oakland Athletics uniform come this season. He was phenomenal last year. OPS plus of 120. Uh, this was a name uh, who was getting thrown around a lot come trade deadline. Nothing actually materialized. Mm -hmm. I don't think that uh, the Oakland Athletics are in a position right now where they want to start paying arbitration years, which is what's going to happen with Sean Murphy. Arb 1 coming up. Mm -hmm. Three years of control, which is beautiful for any team that does want to go out and, and acquire this guy. I just feel like it's the perfect concoction right now for Oakland Athletics to maximize their return and another squad who is catching needy, such as the Yankees, to go out and get a guy and lock him in for three-plus years who is going to be very solid and, and give you what you need to do, be that, you know, five, six hitter in your lineup. I could see it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it all depends on when they want to trade. I mean, he's got three years left. Maybe it doesn't happen this offseason, but it could happen any time. It could really happen at any time. Yeah. Nick, I like that you went with two two trades. Out of your four, like me and Adam went the easy route. We, we, we <laughs> free traded, agents. We, we picked a bunch of free agents. I, I like that you went the trade route. And I do think Sean Murphy is he'll he'll be we will hear his name a lot, I think, through the offseason for that purpose. That that now Oakland's gonna have to start paying him real money. It will be interesting how you know itchy is that trigger finger because I mean, we look at the outlook for Oakland this upcoming year. It's going to be a, another oh, a, one of as these As a team years. in general. Oh. They might never be Oakland right. in a few the, years. Right, the Vegas, right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's not that he won't be back. It's that the team won't be back next year. It's going <laughs> to up and move. They're going to be in Vegas in, in April. Yeah. <laughs> Oakland, Oakland A's fans are going to be like, wait, what happened? So yeah. uh, the the situation with Murphy is he's certainly tra he's been he's been bantered out uh, as trade bait for a while. I think it's more likely that Loriano gets traded than Murphy, but I it is the, the the blueprint is there to get it done. I, I don't think I can I can totally outright disagree with you. It really just depends on this Oakland A's front office. What do they really think about this team for the next two or three years? Because do you, like you said, do you, do you trade him now? You'll get max value now because you have the three years of control. Or do you say, you know what? Let's see. Let's wait and see how we are this upcoming season because maybe we want to ride with this team and see how we can perform. Are, are we showing steps of improvement? Uh, so it, it's really it's it's he's going to be one of the big names that we'll hear about all mm -hmm. off season. I think. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Who's your last dude, bro? My last dude, as I've uh, outlined, is not a trade candidate, but he is somebody who's on a mutual option. So I guess. You know, there's, okay. there's some intrigue. Uh, something that, there. There's it, something there. Uh, Chris Bassett has a $19 million uh, mutual option that I think the Mets would probably be okay with. But if you're Chris Bassett, you got to get out of that thing. Chris Bassett is going to be in a spot where this would be, based on his age, his last chance to lock in a, a three-year deal at, you know, a high, you know, go get that 19, 20, 21 million, get it for three years, right? Lock mm -hmm. it in. So I think he will probably – he'll walk. I think the Mets would do it, but he'll be happy to leave. And I don't think he'll end up back with the Mets because when you think about the Mets, like we just talked about, I think they'll go all in on Diaz. They'll go all in on DeGrom. They'll spend $70 million on those two alone. And they have a option on Carrasco so they can bring him back. 
and you'll have Max Scherzer. So there's three. You got Taylor McGill. The rotation falls together nice enough to where I think the Mets can say, you know what? All right, we're good. we'll let Bassett go, and maybe yeah. they focus mm-hmm. on maybe they focus on Taiwan Walker, bringing him back. Taiwan Walker has a player option, a player option for six. Taiwan Walker did not do himself any any justice when he signed that deal when he left. No, no it's, dude. It's a player option for $6 million. This guy should be making sixteen. Um, he, so he'll go get that, Taiwan Walker. But back to Bassett, I think that the Mets and how it's going to go, you could you could call it you know eventually the monopoly money running dry, running out of monopoly money. They only give you so much in the board game to begin with, and then you know you, you run out. Maybe that'll happen here with Bassett, but I think he'll go because they'll look at the situation and they'll feel like let's get some depth moves. Let's go, uh, you know, let's go sign, you know, Wade Miley and you know Zach Davies or something like that, and, and we'll add them to the back of the rotation. We'll see who kind of pans out because we really have our top three, top four all set. They won't feel as much of a desire to go bring Bassett back. So I can I, I feel like like Chris Bassett is kind of as you were talking about earlier with Carlos Rodon leaving mm. if we get San Francisco Giants, it almost feels like Chris Bassett would be like the perfect sort of like little bit less, don't mm. we need to pay him as much sort of thing, could mm-hmm. maybe get him at bargain, but could put up an incredible year, you know, and pitch for yeah. the tune of a two and mm-hmm. a half ERA and, you know, nobody would blink an eye and be surprised. Yeah. yeah. And uh, to finish sure. a comment on your um, on being, whether he's going to come back with the Mets or not, whether they're going to pay him, I think it really does depend on if Dr- DeGrom comes back because I'm a, I'm a big believer and we are going to come up with podcasts a little bit later on it, but like, I don't know if DeGrom is coming back. There's some speculation that he wants, he loves the Mets, yeah. but he wants to get paid, right? And so if, if he doesn't come back, then I think the option of maybe becomes a little bit more realistic where, okay, well, let's let's pay Bassett. We do need someone to pitch. 100%. We need someone to be good. Exactly. And Bassett would be wise to let DeGrom get his deal done because he would be a guy. Now, he can't wait forever. It just depends on how yeah. long the DeGrom situation plays out. But Bassett would be wise to let DeGrom get paid to sort of get a feel for the market. Or maybe, you know, see, he doesn't have to wait just for DeGrom, right? He could... You know, you get uh, Rodon's deal done. You get Verlander a deal Verlander, done. You get yeah. those yeah. guys. If one of those players, pitchers, gets a deal done, then if Bassett feels like that's good enough, then he could say, okay, well, there's my market, and I can, I can uh, ask for dollars according to what was paid out to those pitchers. But it definitely could be. If, if let's say, uh, DeGrom gets $55 million for a year to go pitch for the Dodgers – and the Mets don't don't top it, and which I don't think is going to happen. But just money, no, money, that's, that's money, crazy. money from someone else, and he walks. Then yeah, uh, I yeah. change my stance hundred percent. Bassett will be back because they will yeah. need him. Or yeah. if it again, that is of course if Bassett's still available at, at that point, it would be wise for the Mets to try to get that the ground thing done as soon as possible, so that they yeah. have fallback options just in case. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Well, everybody, those were 12 players, MLB stars, pretty much every single one of them, who will not be returning to their respective ball clubs this upcoming season. Please let us know in the comments down below what you thought about that. And subscribe to both of our channel, Blue Jays Today, and Jamie's channel, Ball Cap Sports. Awesome content on both of them. Any uh, any final farewell thoughts, Jim? Any final farewell thoughts, Adam? What do you guys think? Adam, you go first. 
Oh, no, it was great. I love doing this. We're going to be back again next week, guys. It's a lot of fun. You guys let us know in the comments. Also, what do you want us to talk about next week on this little show segment here? So uh, we're open to all of your ideas. And, and once again, what are we going to be called? Ball cap yeah. today? I, I, <laughs> I mean, can't, no, we can't do that. It's too easy. That's too easy. Yeah. Yeah. That gives you guys no 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 part of the thing we can't do that uh ball cap today that just sounds like it's my thing and it's not my thing yeah. so I, we got to get some kind of equality or just have something completely different i don't know what that is but um but yeah this was this was fun i enjoyed doing yeah. this and i and i do look forward to continuing this through as, as far through the off season as we can with our schedules and everything so far so good here with the first couple of uh weeks um and this is uh this is fun. I'm enjoying it. All right. Awesome, guys. Well, with that, we will catch you next Wednesday. See you then, Jimmy. See you. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.